I just don't see what purpose it's going to serve. You're going to that funeral. I mean, you think dead people care who's at the funeral? They don't even know they're having a funeral. It's not like she's hanging out in the back going, I can't believe you didn't show up. Maybe she's there in spirit. How about that? If you're a spirit and you can travel to other dimensions and galaxies and find out the mysteries of the universe, think she's going to want to hang around Drexler's funeral home on Ocean Park? I met this woman! She is not traveling to any other dimensions. You know how easy it is for dead people to travel? It's not like getting on a bus. One second. It's all mental. April 19th, 2015. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Twip, everybody. And the post-it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, how else would we know what to talk about? That's right, we wouldn't. We would just sit here. Yeah. Dumbly. Dumbly? Yes. That's a word. Okay. <laughs> it looks more like dumbly when it's written dumbly. out there, which is a much funner word. It is. Funner. Totally funner. <laughs> dumbly is much funner. <laughs> and that's why you listen to this show, because that's where right. else are you going to get such eloquent speech? <laughs> so, what does the post-it tell us? The post-it tells us that... Next month in May, yes, that's next month, is uh, it? The Pendant oh God, Shakespeare is. is releasing an episode of Sonnets, which will be its 50th episode. What? Congratulations. Oh, that's their 50th yeah. episode. So, uh, as okay. with our other shows, we're going to do a 50th episode anniversary reel. So, if you'd like to send something in, we'd appreciate that. You know about what your thoughts on the show and, you know, stuff that you think about our production of shakespeare and yeah, you could send that to me your favorite moments and the people that you like i mean in relation to the show I mean. <laughs> not just in general this isn't Although a confessional that might be interesting well, okay. shakespeare confessions so you need to have your shakespeare confessions into me by may 6th you send them to jeffrey at pendantaudio.com may 6th is the final cutoff deadline if you want to be in the anniversary reel it can be as long or as short as you want just record your thoughts and send them on in may 6th is not far away that's right so get cracking that's peeps. right fire up those computers go 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 i mean listen to this first and then go or you could pause this and then go and then come back are you done it's really up to you there's so many options are you done yeah i'm good can we move on <laughs> yeah okay we got some prime teasing to do Prime teasing on the post-it. Yeah, because <laughs> a certain thing that we've been alluding to for a while now has all of its scripts locked in and finalized, which is pretty cool. That's true. Yes. Boom, and boom, boom, boom. we're having original music composed for it as we speak. So there are things happening. Stuff is in motion. Things are moving. Yeah, we'll totally tell you soon. I think. Well. Eventually. Soon-ish, eventually. As we've been saying since, like, what, last August, We're I think? just the worst. We don't mean to tease you We're like this. We're not doing this on purpose. It's a progress, okay? It's a progress? It's a process. That's what you meant. That has progress. Well, yes. It's a progress. Oh, that sounds like a medical condition. That's terrible. I've got a progress on my skull. Okay. That doesn't really know. Anyway. Yeah. We had one other little thing, but that's more just like an us announcement rather than a pendant announcement. Whoa, that's personal. I know. But if people out there were so inclined, you could pick up in May 
on May 20th, actually, a copy of Witchblade 183 from Top Cow. And there may be a story in there written by Susan and me. Yeah, it's at the back. So keep turning pages until you find (laughs) us. We're the backup story. You should read the pages in front of it, but mostly the ones after. (laughs) But mostly just ours. Um... Yes, so it's very exciting. There, it's it's our first uh, comic that's being published, and it's in uh, by Top Cow again, Witchblade One Eighty Three. And for those of you who may not be regular uh, subscribers or readers of comics, or who might not be as uh, well versed in the industry, you might not know that uh, pre-orders are pretty much how the entire industry operates. Right. So a lot of comic stores, like even if you're like, oh, this is the day Witchblade 183 comes out and you go to the comic store, they might not actually have any on the shelf. Right. Because they order as many as they know their patrons will buy and people who like have a subscription or a pull list there have asked for it. They'll order those, but they don't want a ton of extra copies laying around because that's just wasted money for them. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard for comic shops to know how many things to order. So if you go in to your local shop and tell them you want a copy of Witchblade 183, which comes out May 20th then they can be sure to have some waiting for you because otherwise you might not be able to get it. Right, and you have probably about two weeks from now to get into a comic store and ask them to I hold you a copy. I think the cutoff is like April 27th. No, it was like May, it was like May 5th, May 6th. Well, it's coming soon in any case. So right. if you want to pick up that comic, you need to get to your comic store and tell them to get you a copy. Or 10. Please. Or 20. However, I'm not saying you have to get 20, but if you want 30, we'll be fine with that. <laughs> and they will want you to pay for them. It's <laughs> well, they're not free. They're not exactly. Yeah. It is a comic book. It's like, what, three, four bucks, something Probably like that. Probably something like four dollars. So, if you're so inclined, you can check that out. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, and let us know if you do. That would be ever so nice. That's true. Uh, we're really proud of the story. We got this great artist, Luigi Criscuolo from Italy. He's oh, he's oh so Italian. He's so fantastic. He's fantastic. It's really good stuff. You're going to love it. We're really proud of it. So you could check that out next month if you like. Yay! From Colorado Springs, Colorado, we have Paul Lavelle on the line. Hello, Paul. Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. Thank you. Excellent. So, uh, how is life out in Colorado Springs these days? Uh, it's been beautiful out here. Uh, it's nice to finally see a little bit of sunlight and not be under a uh, foot of snow. Uh, <laughs> kind of a rough winter this year, and it was... Plenty of cold, and, and I think I'm done with cold for, for a year. <laughs> well, I think we, we had it all over the place. Um, yeah, I don't know. know. Even Atlanta got cold. Oh, I tell you. So we have questions from Pendulums. Okay. And hopefully you have answers, or this becomes very short and one-sided. Yeah, <laughs> that it would. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will answer to the best of my ability. Awesome. So you've been doing stuff for Pendant for quite some time yeah i started out uh it was october of 08 i think it was was my first episode of seminar i did a short called spaced out uh played the role of abner um and then did a few uh few other shorts for seminar through that period and uh, kind of got the ball rolling uh getting involved with pendant uh i had a lot of fun yeah seminar is such an awesome show and i need to find some time to audition for for more episodes it's been a long time since i've done done seminar absolutely seminar the gateway drug into the rest of pendant oh absolutely 
Um, so, I and, and I've heard you all over the internet on, on a number of different things. And of course, on Kingery, you've got a reoccurring role that you've had for a while. And we've watched that character grow. But how how is it different for you doing, say, one-off shorter episodes like in the seminar than something that's more drawn out like in the Kingery? Well, doing something like the Kingery, uh, you know, doing Brannis, uh, gives me a chance to really give some thought to how how I would imagine the character would develop. And, and that's that's kind of the cool thing about voice acting is we get a little bit of latitude working with the directors to get a feel for how we want to make the character sound. Uh, when you're doing a one-off like seminar, you uh, it, it's pretty straightforward. You you read the script, you you get in the mindset, and, and you do the character. Uh, but if you're doing it month after month, uh, you, you end up thinking about, okay, what kind of a person is Brannis? And how, you know, if, if I were in his shoes, how would I react? So that kind of helps develop. And then after you've done it for a while, it almost becomes natural and second nature. And you, you kind of just slip into this mode where, okay, I am Brannis, and I'm going to respond like I would be if I were him. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, Brannis's key character trait is? Well, uh, I would say that uh, at least until a certain point, uh, honesty would, would have been a key trait. Uh, wanting to be, wanting to do the right thing in his position as a law enforcement officer. Um, of course, all things change, and uh, I don't know. Can we can we go into details of the the season finale at this point, or um, I don't want to do any spoilers. Here. Yeah, we don't want the spoiler ninjas. Um, I would say we. Probably when this is this is going to air in the same month as the Kingery finale, which as as of this recording just got released like a day or two ago, so we probably shouldn't give away anything just yet. Okay, so let's just suffice to say that uh, he he wants to do his best in in his position as a law enforcement officer and uh, to serve the people. Um, but having said that, all things change and. And if you listen to the season finale, you'll you'll hear what happens, and um, you'll find out you'll find out where it goes from there. Okay. Uh, do you have any particular scenes of Brannis's that uh, stand out that you're particularly proud of, or? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think back here. Uh, it was a couple episodes back. Uh, uh, he ended up having a confrontation with his captain, um, and and I'm having Mon- uh, Monday brain here. What was the character's name off top? Uh, Richards. Richards, thank you. Uh, boy, it's been a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, he, he's having a verbal confrontation, and finally he just had, had enough and just lays into him. Right. And uh, that was that was kind of a telling moment for me. And, you know, Brannis had just been kind of keeping quiet, and he, he took it and took it and took it, and finally he'd had enough of the crap, and he finally said, okay, we're done here. I'm going to say what's on my mind. And you're going to listen. And he, <laughs> that was kind of an interesting moment for him. And I, I had fun playing that. So I was like, okay, I just I get to open up now. I was like, okay. So you, we're done here, and this is how we're going to do it. Bang. And so that, that, I think that was one of my favorite moments for Brannis. Yeah, I, I remember that scene. I really enjoyed the, your, your portrayal of him there. How that all came out, that, that was a very fun listen. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I sat... I'd read the script a little bit uh, before I, I got started on that. I just kept reading it, saying to myself, okay, how would I react if, if I was listening to him and putting up with that level of frustration? 
And so I just, I did three or four takes of it, and I, I just went at it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, and, and I'm glad it turned out as well as it did. I was really happy with it. Cool. You've also um, played, oh, let's see. Uh, you were also, back in the day, in Vegas. I was. Uh, I had a couple of roles. Uh, I had a real quick role way back. I was a, a an unnamed coffee shop patron and just had a couple <laughs> And then uh, later on uh, the next year, I was uh, Leon for a brief amount of time. So when you look for the kinds of roles that you want to play, what uh, what do you look at? Do you look at um, typically shows that are going to have a character that's going to be around longer? Or do you kind of like doing the 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 guys that kind of add to the ambiance of the show and I think there's something to be said both ways. I, I, I like doing the one-shot characters. Um, you can kind of play with those and have fun. Uh, but at the same time, I enjoy doing the recurring characters as well. And I have to admit, early on, I was pretty much doing anything I get a chance to do. And I had a chance to to, to do some really cool shows. Uh, I think out of Seminar, one of my favorite characters that I did had to have been for Times Quartet. That was mm-hmm. character uh, Brian Oldham wrote uh, that four-parter and yep. uh, that has to be probably one of my all-time favorite seminars and uh, uh, the character more it just you know the the thought that one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse could be this quiet watchmaker uh, just trying to get through and getting pulled into events that were, weren't really of his cho- choosing or control um, that kind of appealed to me and I had a lot of talks with Brian as I was uh, doing those episodes and I got a lot of guidance from him. It was like, what, what do you think? You know, how do you see more? He was good enough to share that with me. And I had a really good time doing, doing those shows. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a while back now. Yeah. That would have been, uh, was it, uh, that, that went on for about a year. It was four episodes, but it was spread out uh, across a year around 09, 20, uh, 2009, 2010, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So have you thought about, um, writing for seminar? Uh, not really. I'm I'm not much of a writer. Uh, I've never really had that experience. Uh, I don't have a lot of background doing that, so I I'm not sure if if I would have the skills to be able to to bring something to the table that people would enjoy. Uh, I think there are a lot there are people that are a lot more skilled at that than I would be. Uh, I don't know if I had the right inspiration. Uh, I, I might try that, but. Uh, as it stands right now, I just I haven't really had an opportunity to consider. Okay. Um, what kind of roles do you think you'd like to play? Well, you know, a lot of the stuff I've done already uh, has appealed to me. I, you know, Brannis is a relatively strong character. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. One one of the running jokes was is when, when I got into uh, into voice acting, I I, I, I always wanted to play not necessarily a lead role but you know someone that would pop in pop out you know uh kind of the exposition type thing and, and i've actually done that a few times in some of the shows i've done and uh where where my role is to you know kind of move the story forward and then back off and let someone else step in and 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 take it from there and mm-hmm. th- there's there's something to be said about that you know ha- having that position where you can add to the story without really getting in the way of it and, and so that the listener has an idea of what, what might have gone on that they haven't actually listened to as part of the, the, the episode they're on. 
uh, get a little bit of background and then move forward with it. Uh, I, I've, done, I've done a lot of that and have enjoyed that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind maybe doing a leading role at one point uh, if, if the show was the right show. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of have a, a, a strong leaning towards sci-fi. I really enjoy sci-fi, and it's always been a strong part of, of my interests. So I think if it were the right role, uh, I'd, I'd consider something like that, uh, you know, in that type of a show. Hero or villain? I've actually done both. Uh, I've done the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, villain once in a while, it's, you know, it, I actually enjoy the villain because it's, it's you, you get to step out of the skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the type of person that I am. But it's kind of cool to step back and say, okay, this guy is really, really you know, nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let, let, let's get, in his, get into his mindset and think about it a little bit and, and take it from there. So, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll do it both ways, but I, I'd like to try some more villain roles. I think there'd be something to be said about that. Now, we, I've also heard you um, outside of Pendant. Um, you've been pretty prolific. Yeah, I have to admit that... Uh, uh, you know, I, I I pretty much go where things pop up, and I've actually had a few people call me and say, "Hey, would you do this?" And uh, I've done a lot of fan based stuff. Uh, I have to admit, Star Trek has always been uh, you know a soft spot for me. That was really where my interests have always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, that's, that's a lot of that is tied into my interest in sci-fi. Uh, so I have had a few opportunities pop up uh, elsewhere, and have kind of met people through other people and that's what's really cool about the audio drama community on the internet is it's when it comes down to it everyone seems to know everyone else and they'll talk to someone else and then you'll hear from them say hey i know so and so would you be interested in working with us on this project and i'll be like yeah sure Mm. (laughs) so and 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 i'm just flattered that people have come to me and asked me to do stuff uh you know uh, i i still am in the mindset of being the new guy uh and in fact, I think I mentioned <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. I, I got to thinking, and, and when I was preparing me, myself mentally for this interview, I started looking at my uh, my acting CV, and I'm like, oh, wow, I've been at this six and a half years. Where, where have the time gone? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm still kind of mentally in, in the mindset of being the new guy, because there's so many talented people out there that have done this for so much longer that, uh, you know, it's it's... I, I can't quite put myself in the mindset that hey, I, I'm kind of there too now, because uh, you know, they're they've been at it for so much longer. Yeah, and I've heard you doing credits for various shows also. <laughs> there, there, there's an interesting story to that. Uh, I actually started out doing that for a couple of shows and was actually doing that sort of thing even before I got started in audio drama. Uh, I do IT work for a living and couple places that I've worked with, including my current employer. Uh, one of the things I do is provide support for the telephone systems that they run. Mm-hmm. And it's always a case of, well, hey, we need to set this up. Uh, how we, Who are we going to get to record the voice for the people? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, other duty as assigned. Okay, get Paul to do it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm the one that always like, you know, thank you for calling. Please stay on the line. Uh, and then it just was kind of natural from there because I'd done that for so long. I mean, I've been doing that sort of thing for my employers since the late nineties. Hey, you're in good company. David H. Lawrence, the 17th did that for AOL. Oh, cool. I mean, you know, it's, and, and, and there you, you need, that's a, an important part of the business is you, you need that customer facing side that when you call, 
you want to have a pleasant voice on the phone now. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I, I prefer a different voice than what I would bring to the table, but some people prefer mine. And, and let's face it, if, if, if you can get it done for for what you're already paying a person for, hey, all the better. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's what kind of started me out. And actually, when I got involved in Pendant uh, as a fan, uh, this would have been back in 07, uh, I started finding out that, oh, wow, they're doing auditions for stuff. But I got to talk with my wife, and she says, well, you, you've got a good voice. People always talk about it. You know, Why don't you audition for this? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I never even thought about it. But, yeah, you know, it's like, what the heck? Let's give it a try. So I put in some auditions, and that was when the Kingery came up for Brannis, and you know the the roles for seminar came out, and so I just started throwing my auditions in, and mm-hmm. uh, started getting callbacks, and I'm like, well, this is cool, and just one thing led to another, and it was almost like an addiction after a while. Like, <laughs> oh, this is cool. I want to try that role. So let's. Oh no, that oh, I got to do that one. So yeah, yeah, I have to admit that after having done um, seminar sixty one, kind of like. This is kind of cool. I want to keep doing this. And I have not done it for so long because I'm like, you know, just, hey, I'm a fan. And, you know, these guys actually are voice actors and I'm just a fan. But And that's how I I started out is, you know, I I feel like I'm the guy that's just, you know, and I'll come out and I'll tell anyone, I'm an amateur at this in, in the truest sense of the word. I'm not a professional. I don't get paid for this. I do it because I love it. And uh, it's funny, though, uh, because I come to find out that, after I got started with all this, I get talking with my mom, and she she started telling me about her experiences uh, after high school. Uh, she actually did radio drama back in the fifties for a, a local radio station back in West Virginia. And you hadn't heard anything about that all no. the way through your entire life until then. Uh, at least I didn't recall it until she brought it back up, and then I'm like, "Surprise! <laughs> second generation. I haven't even thought about this." Of course, that, that's true old time radio there, and yeah. you know what, what we do now is kind of the the next generation, so to speak. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of cool that that legacy is there. We're doing it now for the internet, to where you know it's 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 an art form that was almost lost. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's cool that we're able to to keep it alive. So. What was the impetus to get you into voice acting? Was it you just wanted to do more than for English, press one? Well, there, there was a lot of that. Uh, I mean, you, you can only enjoy that for so long. It's like, <laughs> thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. You, you start feeling like a machine. And, and listening to these shows and really getting into them as a fan, it's, it's the ultimate... Uh, geek moment, be able to say, hey, maybe I can do this. I'd like to try this. And it's like, well, if it doesn't turn out, no problem. I'll go back and I'll, I'll keep listening. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's give this a try, you know, and, and see how fun it is. And Boy, it's 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 been great. And I've met a lot of great people along the way out here. Uh, just you know, with, with all the shows I've done at Pendant and, and elsewhere, mm-hmm. uh, some of the greatest people I've ever known, I've I've met through these organizations. And you know, half of them I've never even met face to face. You know, I, I'll either talk to them either on Skype or an email. And but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's I'm I'm really blessed to have come into this great group of people. Very very cool. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel the same way with that. Pendant folk are awesome. They are. Uh, I, I keep wanting to to make it out to one of the summer gigs that uh, that they have. Do they still do that? Or? The Pendant picnic. Yeah. Um, I have not 
heard about the pendant picnic for this year, Jeffrey. Um, so maybe we'll hear something in this twip now that we brought it up, Jeffrey. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I keep wanting to try to make it out, but you know how real life is, jobs and everything else. Uh, you want to take time off? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and and with me being in kind of a pseudo management role, it's it makes it tough sometimes. Yeah. When real life tends to get in the way quite frequently, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I would love to get together with the with the group face to face and finally get to meet everyone. Yeah, I've had the um, fortunate luck of being able to meet a couple people and. It's always been a really positive experience for me. But uh, some some bullet questions for you. Um, oh. Favorite Muppet? Uh, animal. Animal. Why animal? Uh, he, he just lets loose. He, he doesn't let anything hold him back. <laughs> animal! <laughs> and he just goes out, goes crazy, and he doesn't care. Uh, it, 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 nothing bothers him. He just goes, he, He's there having fun. Mm, okay. Um, as of late, favorite movie? That's a tough one. Uh, I, I, I see so much. Um, my, I can't say of in recent history, but Star Trek in general, again, that's that's always been a big thing for me. And you know, even the the, the new J.J. Abrams films. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't really uh, into J.J.'s interpretation of the Trek universe, but. Uh, uh, you know, if you look at it as uh, yeah, separate universe, separate history, uh, you can enjoy it in its own right. And I have a lot of fun watching it. And you know, I grew up with Trek. I was born the year that the original series started, so it's always been a part of my life. And it, it it's one of the things that's kind of even driven me in, in the audio drama world. So it's, I'd have to say that you know, even there, that that's that's very much in my interests. I get why people are have issues with the second one, but I really like the first one. I thought it was a fun ride, and well, I'm holding out hopes for the third one. I think we're going to see some changes that are for the for the better. Look, I'm looking forward to it. Um, favorite Star Wars film? Favorite film would be Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, I, I I still think you know personally that the original trilogy is is probably the best. You know, you know of course maybe a lot of it's because I grew up with it, but uh, uh, that was was kind of the climax to the original trilogy. Uh, the good guy wins. Everyone's happy. Uh, the end, and, until we go back and find out what happened before. But, uh, but yeah, that's that was kind of the big ramp up to the big win for for the rebels, and uh, that that would have had to been my favorite, I think. Cool. Do you have any projects that you want to talk about? Unfortunately, I'm kind of in between projects right now with Pendant. Uh, uh, things are kind of slowing down a little bit, and I'm keeping my eyes open for things that might happen. I'm doing some stuff outside, but uh, um, it seems like most people have, have been pretty successful finding me in, in some of the stuff that I do, especially if they're into the, the, into the projects that I'm listening to. So, Any of those you want to talk about? I, I know you're in uh, uh, Outpost. That's right, yeah. That's probably the big one I'm involved in. Uh, Star Trek Outpost, uh, I, I play uh, Captain Russell Steele. In mm -hmm. uh, a stroke of humor, my character's nickname is Rusty. Uh, yes, Rusty Steele. <laughs> uh, Was that planned? 
uh, the the writers and producers of that show have a a, a a history of throwing a little Easter eggs in, and that was one of the more notable Easter eggs. That's funny. I I sent it felt back to the producer. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killing me here. Uh, but uh, that's one of my favorite characters, and. Um, of course, I'm also you know I, I do credits and promos for them as well, and that's that's a big part of, of my involvement there. Uh, a lot of it is we're actually geographically close. Uh, I come to find out that the producers just live up the highway from me, and so we we get together two three times a year at the the Denver conventions and everything. We have a good time, so it's uh, uh, we got a really tight group of friends that I, I'm involved with here in Colorado, and a lot of that has been in that group. So, what's that like doing the credits with? Uh something like that because you you're kind of previewing the show the next show also mm-hmm. yeah um you and what's usually the the, the when i get the uh, uh, get the script for the promos i've already had this script for the next show mm-hmm. and there i have to admit it's, it's kind of cool i actually get some advanced reads on some of the scripts and uh, so i i get the sneak peeks I get to find out a little bit what's going on in the next episode, but uh, uh, that that gives me kind of an idea, kind of prepares myself on how I want to do delivery for for when I do the promos and, uh, and the credits. Well, that's pretty straightforward. The the big thing I try for is to be as clear as I can so people can understand who we're giving credit to because that's that's important that mm-hmm. we acknowledge the people that are involved in these projects. Yeah, uh, and that can be a challenge in of itself because. Uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that when I say a person's name, I get it right. <laughs> and I, I know people even have problems with my name. Uh, I've had myself called uh, Lavely, Lavelli, Lovell, uh, and doesn't bother me any because you know I, it's not a big thing for me. But I think if we're giving credit to people for work that they've done, even if it's on a volunteer basis, you know, let's, let's do at least the the do them right by getting their name right. Yeah, uh, you know, so I think that's important to at least show them that level of, of professionalism, even though we do this mostly on a on a on a volunteer basis. Okay. Can uh, people find you on social media? Uh, yeah, I, I tend to be more on Facebook than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a Twitter account. Uh, uh, on Facebook, I'm at uh, facebook.com/virtualoak. V i r t u a l o a k. Uh, on Twitter, some significance. Uh, started kind of started out as a family thing. It was a like a family tree reference, and ah. it just kind of stuck. There you go. So it's uh, it's kind of followed me around in in, in recent years. Uh, on Twitter, I'm uh, at Virtual Oak. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, those are where I spend the most time. Uh, or uh, I don't know if you uh, if you hear me in a show and. Uh, I, I don't have any email addresses affiliated with any of the production houses, but uh, uh, talk to any of the producers. They'll forward it on to me, and uh, I'll be glad to, to answer your email. Very cool. Well, people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and on Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. Paul, thank you so much for spending the time with me tonight. Um, I really appreciate it, and it's kind of a fanboy thing for me because I've heard you for, like, ever. 
Well, thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. And, I, and like I say, you know, the, the fans have been great. Uh, I, I really appreciate everyone who listens to us. Uh, you know, we have fun doing it, but we also do it for the fans as well. Uh, and that's, it, it's a good feeling to know that not only are we having fun doing it, but people are having fun listening to it as well. Well, thank you once again. And we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview is over. Coming out Wednesday, April 29th, Seminar 62. Who are you on the next seminar? Genetics and biology. They dictate how our bodies form and the aspects that make us unique. Memory. Take away our memories and we lose a major part of what makes us ourselves. Do our choices dictate our identity? I am Lita. Who summons me? I, Matthew, son of Mabel, have summoned you, demon, to be my faithful servant. Now kneel before your master. Or are we all just threads on the loom of fate? We've been stuck in this time loop longer than I care to remember. Every time we loot the vault, they send the drones. And the loop starts again. In the end, what choices do we really have? What's our game plan? Staying alive. Let's do this. Seminar, Easy Ways to Affect Change, coming April 29, 2015, only on PendantAudio.com. of quick audio on Mondays and Fridays. There are new episodes Mondays and Fridays, so get them now. Or on Mondays and Fridays. Um, you know, you can get them any day. That's true. But that's when the new ones are out, so. Get them then. Or, or now. now. <laughs> la, 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 the show is almost done. Yay! And that brings us to the close of yet another TWIP episode. You sounded really kind of sad and serious there. I'm a little sad. The show's over. And it's sad. a fun show. It's We're totally, totally hilarious. Show. We're amazing. We're People love us. And they listen to this show. <laughs> and they won't anymore after hearing all of it. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that's it. That's it. That is it. So... Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Hello. worked. You smell like rum. Uh-huh. Sorry, I didn't realize we were already recording. <clears throat> Any day. Shut up. <clears throat> I'm still swallowing. Oh.